Join us for adventure in Atlanta as we continue our totally tubular travel through time in this episode of the Eternal Return 80s edition only on Tales of the Extraordinary! Due to a mysterious malfunction of Dr. Von Kliegel's space-time-warping WIT device, he found himself flung into the future in order to rescue him and return him to his home era of the Roaring Twenties. Explorer extraordinaire Little Dicky Broughton strapped on the device and went in search of the Doctor. Reunited in the far-off year of 1958, the duo survived mental institutions, hot rods, and Soviet spies, only to be once again unexpectedly thrown through time. Now they find themselves in the even more bizarre world of 1988, surrounded by mohawks, rollering rinks, and of course, crack cocaine. But they are not alone. Thanks to the mystical properties of the Heart of the Dragon, adventurer Vanessa Drake has remained ageless and was waiting for our time travelers when they appeared in Los Angeles. She wasted no time recruiting them into her top-secret government organization so they might stop a possible Soviet assassination attempt at the Democratic National Convention in Atlanta, Georgia. We now join the Doctor and Dickie as they disembark into the temporal culture shock of Atlanta Airport. Sushi, you say? Like the street vendors in Japan make? Indeed. Well, we always were good friends with the Japanese. I suppose some cultural exchange would make sense. But I wouldn't expect to see it at the Bernheimer estate. Uh, They call it Yamashiro now, Doctor. Some wealthy doctor bought it and turned it into a restaurant. I suppose it's much like the events they have there with the 400 Club. Or had, rather. But much more kitschy, if you can believe it, with ladies in kimono and everything. How intriguing. We must go back there once we return to Los Angeles, unless our time harnesses accidentally activate again. Don't worry, the restaurant's been going for almost 30 years. I'm sure it will still be around in 2018. However, speaking of the time harnesses, are you sure I can't take this off just for a short spell? After what happened in 1958, I wouldn't want to chance it. If our theory about Moon's daughter is correct, no matter how fantastical it may seem, then we should be fine as long as she is not mm, killed again. Exactly. But I'm still not certain that bringing her with us is a guarantee that she'll be safe. Worry not, Doctor. She's safer with us here than unchaperoned in Los Angeles with its cocaine-fueled gangsters and freeways filled with murder machines. Besides, she's got the immortal Aztec as her bodyguard. I've seen him in action, and I assure you she'll be well protected. I suppose... Ah, look there. That must be our young coolie with the sign. I don't think they call them that anymore. Good day, lad. <clears throat> we are Henry Van Kegel and Dickie Attenborough. Well, hot damn. Miss Drake said you'd be easy to spot, and she wasn't fooling. My name's Thomas. Nice to meet you. Look familiar, lad. You wouldn't happen to be related to a Montgomery Becknell, would you? Why, yes, sir. That's my granddaddy, but it's pronounced Becknell. What an amazing coincidence. Uh, not really. My granddaddy was good friends with Miss Drake's nana, I hear. Our families go way back. Anytime she's in Georgia, she stops by for a home-cooked meal. Her nana, you say? (laughs) 
Of course. It's a pleasure to meet you boys. Any friend of the Drakes is a friend of ours. I'll show you to the car. Uh, did you have any checked bags? I'm afraid we don't really have much luggage to check. Uh, light travelers, huh? That's the way to go. I hope you had a good flight. Oh, I'll say. It was so quiet, I was able to converse with the young lady next to me the entire trip without shouting. And so large. In our day, you were lucky to fit more than ten people in a flight. Wow, really? Don't forget the meals. Phenomenal. I suspect they might have a small kitchen aboard. I wouldn't doubt it with all that room. Uh, Here we are, guys. Just throw your little bags in the trunk here. My lord, that's the boot? It's enormous. You could fit at least three bodies in there. Maybe four. Here, let me lie down and see. Never mind bodies. You could fit an entire Model A. A car within a car. I don't do much model building, but I'll take your word for it. This is actually one of Miss Drake's Chrysler Cordobas. She's got a whole fleet of these things. Hop in and I'll take you to the Hilton. Must be pretty special to get a room there. It's been booked for weeks on account of the convention. Ooh, roomy. Is this leather? Yes, it's Corinthian. Rich, too. So, uh, Mr. Attenborough? (laughs) Any relation? Hmm? Oh, me. Uh, sorry, to whom? Yeah, that's a good one. I like it. What brings you boys down here to the Peach State, eh? Oh, you know, just taking in the sights. And the convention, of course. Yes, the convention. We are just your usual nondescript convention goers. Nothing unusual about us, nope. Uh... Okay. I'm sorry, was that a telephone? Sure was. Miss Drake has all the newest toys. Hello? Oh, Miss Drake. We were just... Sorry, Vanessa. We were... Yes, that's right. Picked up no trouble at all. You were right about their peculiarity. No lie. (laughs) What? Sure will, ma'am. Let me just find the speaker button. Can you hear me now? Ah, Drake. A long-distance radio disguised as a phone, I presume. Close enough, Doctor. But I'm not here to talk shop. It's time for your briefing. Right to business, eh? Don't worry, Dickie. If we get through this mission, you can have as much pillow talk as you'd like. Oh, my. Now, Thomas here will deliver you to the Atlanta Hilton and Towers. Richard... Yes? Sorry, I meant Moon. Oh, right. ...is already there with Hope. Their cover there is that they are on a family vacation. With their large Aztec manservant. Please, Dickie, call him Stryker. If you keep antagonizing him, I cannot be held responsible for any limbs that you might lose. Very well. He'll be monitoring any communication between our would-be assassin and his handlers. He's fluent in Russian, amongst other languages, and will tip us off to any information he intercepts. Amazing. I never imagined I'd think of Moon and Worldly in the same category. Well, if he was raised mostly as a Kingsley, I can see. Focus, boys. Your mission, as you know, is to infiltrate the convention floor and be our appointment. The Doctor will be in contact with Moon, and they'll help pinpoint the location of our assassin before they make their move. And what do I do? What you do best, Dickie, you break things. In this case, you'll help neutralize the target before he or she can take out any of the candidates. Sounds like a plan. And those candidates, by the way, I I don't think I got the right dossier. It says here one of the men running against the Greek is, uh, well, a minister. That's not unusual. What happened to your separation of church and state? It's been a very strange decade, Broughton. Is there anything else? Uh, yes, one quick thing. Uh, the picture that was attached with the Reverend's file is... <laughs> obviously, it's a mistake. Because he's black? Oh, you knew? Yes, because that is the Reverend Jesse Jackson, Broughton. What? Really? Oh, how progressive. There must be no more racism in the 80s. 
going to need some time to process this. A post-racial America? How lovely. Well, I suppose it's safe for Josephine Baker to come back now, eh? May we please get back on track? Fine, fine. Will you meet us at the hotel, then? No. As I told you, we shouldn't be seen together. I'm actually on my way to Cabbage Town to meet with the local law enforcement about a lead. At a farm? It's a neighborhood here. Think 1920s Appalachia, but in Georgia. In the 80s. Oh dear, sounds terrible. Did I ever tell you of the time Andrea and I went hiking through West Virginia? We barely survived a meeting with the local pig farmers. It all started with a banjo and guitar duel in the town. Sorry, Doctor, I have to go. Ah, yes. Cabbage Town, right. After I hang up, please tell Thomas to take his earplugs out. It's best he not know what I really do for a living. You mean what your nana does for a living? (laughs) Oh, he told you that? The lies we tell when we're immortal, eh? I thought it was quite clever, actually. Get a good night's rest, gentlemen. If this raid on Cabbage Town is successful, we may just nip this thing in the bud. Over and out. Let us go now to the Atlanta Hilton and Towers, where Ricky Moon and his daughter Hope are passing their time watching another program on the miraculous device known as a television. Next up on tonight's episode of The New Tales of Adventure, what is Beverly Smith up to this time? Oh, no! Someone gave the whole gang a big drink from the big drink. The fountain of youth. But you know what they say about too much of a good thing. What the devil is going on? Oh, no. We are getting younger. I have lost one, two, three inches. Ah, ah, ah. How will the gang get out of this one? Or will they want to? With 20 years of experience on the big screen, I'll be the best child actor in the world. It's a new, new Tales of Adventure that will shrink all your problems with laughter. Come home to NBC next. Oh my god, I can't believe they made a remake of this lame old TV show. First the Munsters and now this? Hope, come on. I was going to watch that. Not anymore, old man. I, like, totally thought you were supposed to be, like, working on something, yeah? I am, sweetie, but there hasn't been any chatter on the frequency we're monitoring. I get bored too, Hope. Well, watching that gritty old show is, like, killing my soul, you know? I'm, like, totally going mental here, Daddy. I tried to talk them out of bringing you, dear. I know how you don't like to travel. I like traveling to nice places, okay? Not this humid hellhole. I mean, come on, Georgia? Ew! The only thing they have here is REM and racism. Now, now that's not true. Did you not hear all those people talking when we were at Varsity? I've never heard so many white people use the N-word! I almost couldn't finish my burger. Almost. Look, sweetie, I'm sorry you had to come. We all just want you to stay close and to be safe. If I stay in this room any longer, I'm going to jump out the window and kill myself. God. Don't talk like that, hun. Death is no laughing matter. Oh, like I am totally not serious. Don't worry. <sighs> Tell you what. Why don't you and Stryker go walk around the hotel for a bit, okay? Ugh, that big meathead. You'll be glad he's around if anything happens. Trust me. Fine. I'll go wow myself with all the Hilton has to offer. Maybe, like, I can totally ride the elevators like a child and climb into the ice machine to hide from my sad life. Striker! What is it? Are you in danger? No, no, we're fine. 
Hope needs to get out and stretch her legs. As you wish. But I cannot let her leave the hotel. Ugh! I know, I know. Like, move a sideways, Doid. You can follow, but, like, not too close, all right? If I find the one cool person in Atlanta, I don't want them to think I'm with you or anything. Got it? I will guard her life with my own, Mr. Moon. You have my word. I'm sure you will. Oh, I got something. Bye, Daddy. Uh, uh, yeah. Come on, great babe. Let's, like, go on all the rides at Hilton World. I'll get the elevator for you, Miss Moon. Slow down. I can totally push my own button. God. Now, when we get to the lobby, I... I... Are you going down? Oh. My. God. You're... You. You're Rob. Rob. You almost got it. Roblo. You're... You're Roblo. Here in Atlanta. Wait, how? Just here to support Dukakis. If you're not going down, I'm... Oh my god, I would love to. Okay. So, are you coming? What? What? Into the elevator? Oh, you mean, I... Right, I thought... Oh god, oh god, how embarrassing. I didn't... I I mean... I love you. Miss Moon, are you alright? You're hyperventilating. Should we take the stairs instead? No, I'm... I'm fine. Yeah, super... <sighs> As a matter of fact, I think I have a new mission for you, Creeper. Ma'am? You and I are, like, totally going to stalk Roblo. Now, I don't know which three-letter government Gestapo you hail from, darling, but I do not take this here infringement on my jurisdiction lightly, you hear? I understand, Chief, and I thank you for your assistance. Assistance? More like lifting the entire load ourselves, you mean. We've been doing all the legwork down here in Cabbage Town, pinpointing the location of your suspected terrorist. And I already said thank you. If you want, I can lighten your burden by having you transferred to a nice, boring job keeping the peace in the Okeechobee. I'm sure there's plenty of rogue gator wrestling matches to break up down there. Now see here! No, you see, Sergeant. Sergeants! This isn't about jurisdiction or whose agency craps bigger than whose. This is about doing what I say, when I say it, and liking it. Now, do you have the assassin's location or not? I do. I do. I would just like you to know, ma'am, that it was not easy. The locals here are very distrustful of outsiders. We made a lot of promises I hope you intend to keep. I've already talked to Washington, and they fast-tracked funding to bring this entire section of Atlanta into the 20th damn century. Took a lot of favors. Now, what's the situation here on the ground? Hmm. Well, Miss Perkins on the corner there spends most of her days on the porch with a pitcher of peach tea, watching the goings-on here. She noticed about a week ago an unusually fancy car drive up to the old Williams house a few doors down. Now, it's been left vacant for years, ever since old Stonewall Williams died of a heart attack, God rest his soul. Now, understand that when I say fancy, I'm talking like a 76 Honda Civic. Might as well be a Lincoln Town car to these folks here. I'm well aware of the crushing poverty of this town, thank you. What did you find out about these new tenants? Well, that's the odd thing, ma'am. Car never come back. First, I thought it might be some Soviet sleeper cell, you know, like they talk about on the news. Why? Was there an unusually American middle-class nuclear family moving in? No, ma'am. Just two severe-looking fellas with a large trunk. Walked in, and a couple hours later, they walked out. Son's trunk, I assume? No, without the trunk. Right. So, why do you think... That's our boy? Because Mr. Henry, the Negro fella across the way there, said he's seen lights at night. Real faint like. Like, say, the glow from a communications device or a work light? Uh, yep. Well, that sounds like it's at least worth checking out. How long have your men been staking out the location? 
Uh, for about two days. Ain't no one come in or out, neither. It's shut up tighter than a cootie. I got it, Chief. It's tight. Oh, I'm back to Chief now, am I? Of course. I always reward a job well done. Are your men in position? Dern tootin'. As soon as I give the signal, they'll rush in like the Crimson Tide Just and... a simple yes would have done. Please get on with it. Hopefully we can get this all wrapped up in time for a late dinner. Sorry, I need to take this. Uh-huh. Roscoe, this is Buford. Commence Operation Russian Attack. Hello, this is... Miss Drake, it's Ricky. You've got to call off the attack. Uh, it's a little late for that, son. What is it, Moon? I picked up some communications, finally. Miss Drake, this isn't just any Soviet assassin. It's the Summer Warrior. What? Damn it, Chief, scrub the... Chief, there's no one here. Damn it, Buford, it's a trap. Pull them out. Calm your tatas, lady, I told you. Wait, what's this? Chief, we've got a strange-looking light blinking over here. Get them out now. Don't you go near it, Roscoe. You and the boys need to clear that area, you hear? Well, you say so, Chief. Come on, boys, we're... Jumping Jesus on a pogo stick, Roscoe! Roscoe, come in, son! You hear me, boy? Come in! Damn it. Moon, lock down your location. I'm coming in. Where do you think you're going, lady? I just lost good men in there, with family! I know, Chief, but we're dealing with something on a whole new level of deadly. Oh, you think so? Thanks for the newsflash! If we don't deal with this, and fast, those men are going to be the lucky ones. If I were you, I'd go back to the precinct, lock the doors, and hole up until this is all over. Now get out of my way! My, what a shocking turn of events. Who is this summer warrior? Why is Vanessa so frightened? And, slightly off topic, where is Hope Moon? That one we know the answer to. She's outside the swanky Club Rio in downtown Atlanta, of course, stalking her prey from a rental car across the street. I'm sorry, but for the last time, no. Did you not see who he went in there with? Judd Nelson and Ali Sheedy. It's a who's who of the Brat Pack in there. I cannot stress to you how little I care for your popular culture. I have a duty and I will not waver from it. Okay, fine, but... Oh my god, over there, that man has a gun! What? Who? Miss Moon? Go. Miss Moon! Miss Moon! You there, have you seen a woman about this high with auburn hair and a red dress? Son, you just described half of the girls I let in here. Then let me by so I can look for her myself. Not gonna happen, son. This line is for the runway. What? Celebrities sit in special booths so we let the girls strut their stuff past them. Like a runway, except instead of clothes, they're taking home some hard bodies. That is disgusting. Let's me through. I said no, son. You want into this club, you gotta get through me. You women, leave. You'll scream too once you hear what our latest sponsor has in stores for you. Get it? In stores? Ahem. Moving on! Ah! Oh, man. Definitely gonna need a few more lines of coke to get through these parties tonight. Hey, man. Use my visa. Ah! Goddamn visa. It's not even as good at cutting these as a MasterCard, and that sucks. Tell me about it. Excuse me, are you gentlemen having a hard time cutting up your cocaine? Yes. Have you tried the new American Express white card? Never even heard of that. That's right. The new American Express white card has a fine edge to cut the perfect line of cocaine. 
and offers a perfect line of credit. Does this uh, work with any dealer? Or? The American Express white card is accepted by all dealers. And by all dealers, I mean all dealers. Plus, if you find yourself in an exotic location without powdered cocaine, simply take your white card, smash it up with a rock into a fine powder, and snort that. Oh my God. That's right. The American Express white card is actually made of pressure-molded cocaine. I need like three of these. God damn, I love the 80s. Hey, this is Don Johnson from Miami Vice. I know a thing or two about cocaine, and I can tell you the American Express white card is the real deal. The American Express white card has 103% interest, restrictions apply, and only available in Guam. How totally tubular, as the kids say, in the 80s. Or so Hope Moon says, but while she is evading her bodyguard in downtown Atlanta's happening night scene, her father, Ricky Moon, is frantically worrying himself in his hotel room bunker while on a call with Vanessa Drake. I called Dickie and the doctor. They were discussing the concept of jet lag, which is apparently new to them. They're on their way up to my room. Good. I'm parking now. Once we're all together, we'll seal off the room and plan our next move. I'm afraid there's one more complication. Oh, don't tell me. Hope. Hope. She went out with Stryker hours ago to get some fresh air, and they haven't been back since. Don't worry, Moon. I'll have Agent Becknell locate them and bring them back ASAP. You have my word. You need to focus on investigating how the Summer Warrior knew we were onto him. Ah, yes. Well, I have a theory... It's possible that the Summer Warrior or his handlers knew we had been monitoring them. Either through a mole in our organization, which is unlikely, or by technological means that would have allowed them to detect... Oh. Oh no. What is it? The patio door. I was sure I had locked it when... No. It can't be... You. Moon! Moon, what's happening? Damn it. Becknell, go find Hope and Striker. Yes, ma'am. Moon? Talk to me. He's here. My God, it, it's true. What's true? Richard? I'm looking right at him. And he's... he's... Ah! Moon! All right, Moon Junior, we're here. Now, what's all the... Fuss? Oh, dear me. He's been shot. But by whom? Doctor, shut the door. I've covered the... Dickie! Get out of there now! Vanessa? Where are you? Now, did someone just shoot me? With a silencer, I believe, yes. Which is why I'm hiding behind this kitchenette counter, in case you were wondering. Best show yourself, whoever you are. You'll find I'm not so easily dispatched. Come and take your medicine like a man, eh? Though I must warn you, I studied... No. It can't be. What is it? Do you see him? Oh, ah! I must be hearing things. I could swear that sounded like a... Gatsby! Oh, ah! As in the chimpanzee companion of Officer Sullivan? That Gatsby? But he must be well over 70 years old by now. And the longest-lived chimp on record is... Oh, ah, ah! Oh, ah! Oh, ah! I assure you, it is he. And he doesn't look a day over 30. Not that I'm an expert in simian age. How unusual. He is also excessively well-armed. Literally. How do you mean? His right arm has been replaced with a robotic prosthetic. Much like the Soviet mechorillas I encountered in Tunguska. Perhaps you should try speaking to him directly instead of acting like he's not in the room. Good idea. Hello there, old boy. It is I, little Dickie Attenborough. Uh, no, wait, I mean, ah, uh, crap. <laughs> Wrong name. Thank you, I know. That arm is inhumanly strong. 
Or is that in Monkily? Allow me to try. Doctor? Good evening, Mr. Gatsby, sir. Might you remember me, kind old doctor? Ah! Doctor, look out! <laughs> My, but that was close. I've got him subdued. <laughs> but he is quite slippery, I must say. Don't let him get that arm underneath you, or... <laughs> yes, that. Ooh, ooh, ah. Gatsby, please, I don't want to hurt you. Well, I do. Oh, dear. Poor Gatsby. Wrong. The Gatsby you knew back in 1928 died long ago. His mind and soul replaced with nothing but thoughts of murder and loyalty to the Soviet Empire. You mean you knew about this? Yes and no. Throughout the decades, we knew bits and pieces about the Soviet killer known as the Summer Warrior. An assassin who only struck in the heat of the summer season, every few years like a ghost. And Gatsby is this Summer Warrior? Yes, but we only recently confirmed it. We'd thought he'd died after the war along with Mike. Oh, poor Mr. Sullivan. He and Gatsby were working as spies after the fall of Berlin, keeping track of the Soviets' plans for what was left of Germany. Their safe house was discovered, and they were both thought to have died in the subsequent explosion. It was a Soviet hit through and through. That explains the arm, I suppose. Yes. Some of Comrade Rildaffer's experiments' notes survived, it seems. Gatsby was brainwashed and put into hibernation in between missions. The perfect killing machine. Able to hide in small spaces and escape where most people could not follow. He must have climbed up the side of the building and entered through this patio door here. Quite a long way up. How horrific. Are any of our friends left untouched by tragedy since we left? Well, Montgomery and Isadora had a pretty happy life. Oh, that's nice. Until... Let go of me, you wasteoid! I will never forgive you for tearing me away from my love! My sweet Rob. God, he is probably upstairs right now with those two bimbos. You know, I bet that blonde one was barely even legal. Ugh. Hope! Sorry, Miss Drake. I tried to safeguard her, but she was unexpectedly wily. Oh my god! Daddy? Daddy, what happened? Hope, honey, I'm sorry, but your father, he... What is that? Dickie? That flashing light, it's coming from... Gatsby's arm. It's a bomb. Everyone out. Doctor, get behind me. But, Daddy, we can't just leave him. (laughs) Ugh, what? Stryker? Are you conscious? Yes, Miss Drake. My body is as impervious as yours, but I'm afraid I have failed to protect Miss Moon. Damn it. I should have checked Gatsby's body immediately. I was sloppy. Damn sloppy. Miss Drake, where are the others? What? Dickie? Oh no, they were by the patio door. The blast must have knocked them clear out of the building. I do not see their bodies down there. Are you sure? Oh, then that means... Means what, Miss Drake? Of course. If the doctor's theory was correct, Hope's death must have triggered their time harnesses. So, they're gone? For now, Stryker. And we'll have to wait another 30 years before we can find them again. So much death. So much tragedy. So much for the 1980s. What will life be like 30 years in the future? In the unbelievable year of 2018? Will there be anyone left who will know our time-traveling heroes? Will they encounter another iteration of the unusual hope? And will Rob Lowe still be the powerful sex symbol he was in 1988 Atlanta? Only time will tell.
The time when we present the next episode of The Eternal Return, actually, in what is by far the most awesomely radical tale yet. A tale of... Keep the applause going for these people up here. We got Jordan Byrne hanging off to the left. We got Bennett Cousins. Make it loud. We got Joseph from Windows of Sky prepping a song for you. Chris Rickabar. Rachel Beaver. Commodore Jamie Huff. I was about to announce you. But yeah, kind of oh, and me, Michael T. Coleman, and my lovely wife, Karen Brooks. This is how she actually dressed in the 80s.